Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. If you are an avid listener, maybe you've noticed that this podcast is posted a day late, and I have no excuse other than it has been a week of sickness, if you can tell in my voice. Um, and then my husband was working out of town, so you know that just adds another layer. But we actually went midweek to meet up with him. And I was really hoping to have everything done before we left. But I got to the point the day before we left where the coughing was like causing extreme pain in my chest, you know, just like when you have that type of cold. And thankfully, I feel much better. I just don't sound that much better. I was going to share a repeat or like a replay, but I just wanted to really answer this listener question that I received because I think it's a fairly common question, whether you've asked it or thought it. Um, And that is what to do when you actually don't have time to listen or ride out the tantrum. So if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I'm a huge proponent of listening and holding space for our child's big feelings. And that, in so in order to actually move through and process through whatever that hurt is, whatever that feeling is, you need to allow your child to actually process through the whole thing. So often we try to stop our child from doing that process. And it's not something that we consciously think, oh, I want to stop them from doing it. I want to stop them from processing how they're feeling. It's more of a subconscious thing where we are not feeling comfortable with the strong emotions or maybe not feeling comfortable with how our ability to stay calm is going to be. And so we use things that don't necessarily make it look like we're not okay, but we actually are communicating that to our child. So for example, your child starts to have big feelings. Maybe they start to cry about something and you try to reason with them oh, we can do that later, or this is why we can't do it right now, you know, kind of trying to work through it with them to get them to move away from that discomfort they're feeling. Another thing that we do often is distracting them. You know, especially this probably comes up a lot when you're maybe dropping your child off at school or daycare and they don't want to go or you have to leave and you might be like, oh, let's, why don't you go play with that thing over there or you know, maybe there's sibling conflict and you're trying to distract them from having feelings about it. And so you try to encourage them to do something different versus just sitting in that uncomfortable sometimes, you know, emotional space. And if we want our kids to actually move forward, they have to be able to process through the full way. So for example, even thinking about yourself, I always love to bring it back to us as parents because I think it's much more relatable and we can think about it in terms of our feelings and like what it might be like for us. So, you know, say you're really stressed about something 
and you maybe like you're in your car and you kind of start to cry a little bit like you're kind of releasing this stress and somebody comes and knocks on the window and you're like you know wiping away the tears like sucking it back oh hi how are you sort of a thing you still aren't going to be resolved of that stress you're not going to be more clear-headed you're still going to be thinking about that thing or situation or whatever it is but have you ever had a really good cry Nobody tried to stop you. Nobody solved it. Maybe you were alone. And afterwards, the problem that created the hurt in the first place, probably nothing changed, right? It didn't, you crying did not solve anything. You weren't problem solving a solution. But afterwards, you felt much better. You felt like you could maybe take on something. Maybe you could tackle, oh, now I can think about what I should do in this situation. Because your brain has freed up the space that it was holding on to these hurts and these big feelings and this stress. So now it can actually use that space that it was using to kind of manage those feelings and put all of that energy towards actually, you know, the action or thinking about a solution or something. And so it's the same with our kids. If we they kind of start to cry or have the big feelings and we stop them, you know, one way or another, that feeling doesn't go away. And so a lot of times what you'll notice is your child might be more whiny that day. They're just kind of in and out all day long. It's just a tough day. And what we really need to do in those moments is recognize there is something going on here that our kids need to process and we need to help them work through it fully because once they fully work through it it's just like us after having a good long cry there's so much more lightness there's less weight that they're carrying things are easier to problem solve sibling relationship becomes a little bit easier conflict management becomes a little bit easier impulse control is better and so i'm a huge proponent of actually allowing the listening to occur through the whole thing However, there are also going to be times where you just don't have time. You know, for example, if you go to work, you know, it's likely that you can't just sit there for 30 minutes and be 30 minutes late to work without some sort of, you know, reprimand or consequence. Maybe if that if if you if that's not the case for you, then I would encourage you to really ride it out. So First and foremost, really check in. Is this something that I have to be specifically on time for? And if it's just like, I would really love to be on time for it, like a friend's birthday party, in my opinion, it is going to be much better for you to actually be late to that birthday party so you can resolve this issue because then it's going to go much smoother at the birthday party, after the birthday party, because you're not bringing all of this stuff, this stress, this weight, this emotion, and having your child try to contain it while there's extra sugar going on and lots of kids and lots of opportunity for them to be triggered. Now, it's not you know going to prevent things necessarily, like there still might be some issue, but your child will go into it much better prepared to take on all of this stuff and manage it a little bit more effectively than if they are going into it without having processed what they already have stuck. So really check in. Is this something that I have to be specifically on time for? And if it's yes, I do. I cannot be late to this thing. Then I want you to, you know, just know 
that it's okay. The, the main thing is awareness. So if you recognize my child has these big feelings, something is going on here, but and they need to let it out, but I just actually can't do it right now. And maybe it's not because you have to be somewhere on time. Maybe it's because you're like, I am feeling really triggered and I don't feel like I can stay calm during this. So what I would recommend to you is the awareness of that. My child has something they need to let go of. Right now, we don't have the time. So that means later on, I need to create space for my child to have the feelings. I need to have an opportunity where I have the time because I know it's still there. Like it's not just disappearing, right? And that's okay. The day might be a little bit harder. It might not. Sometimes kids hold it together really well when they're not at home. And then there's more later when they get home. And so just recognizing that that is probably going to be your reality. And your child might become triggered a little bit more easily when they're at home. And then recognizing I need to create some sort of space and time to have this before bed. Um, Because it also will help your child sleep better and more restfully. And so generally speaking, if your child has not, like if you don't have the time to ride out the tantrum, you know, right then, it is likely that you won't have to do anything to create another opportunity for your child to have a tantrum later on. Like it'll probably just happen, right? (laughs) I mean, it's bound to. But if you're finding like, okay, I know I had to cut this off. There's probably still feelings there, but we're not like getting into this place where my child is, you know, reinitiating the feelings. So there's no catalyst that's causing the feelings to come back to the surface so I can really process with them fully. And so what I would say in that instance is to create a boundary, set a firm, loving boundary that you may not otherwise really care that much about to create a boundary, but you're recognizing I need something to allow my child to process through this. And so that might be like, you know, they ask for, um, you know, an extra snack with their supper or they want to pick out, I don't know, water instead of milk or something. Like maybe there's something you do for supper every night or before supper or after supper That's just kind of in your routine, but it doesn't really matter that much to you. Like if it changes a little bit, it doesn't matter. Like you're like, yep, that's totally fine. But on this specific night, you will be more firm with, no, we're only going to have milk for supper tonight. And obviously, again, communicating that in a loving and empathetic way so that it's not just, you know, so it's received as kindness and not just this, um, like crass response. But when you set a limit, it is going to allow your child that opportunity to use that as the catalyst to jump into what they have stored up that maybe hasn't been able to be processed through yet. So just the main point here is that it is okay if you can't work through a full tantrum, recognizing that it will probably mean more behavior or more on and off behavior throughout the day, or more to process, like if you're dropping your child off at daycare, more to process that evening when they come home. 
But if, if you can recognize that and remember to create space for that, that's the main thing, right? Like we're never going to be able to have, you know, perfect situations every time. We're never going to be able to be calm every single time. It's just not reality. We're humans. But going back to these foundational um, strategies, connection, focus strategies to allow our child to have the opportunities consistently and frequently and regularly enough so that they are able to offload and they do recognize, you know, my mom's okay with my big feelings, but there are times where we just have to go or my mom needs a break and I, you know, like she's okay with the feelings, but she's having feelings herself. And, you know, that that's okay. It's, in my opinion, it's better for you to have the space and the time where you can stay regulated and model that, you know, that regulation for your child when they are struggling versus feeling like, okay, I'm going to sit through this. And then you're looking at your watch and you're like, oh my gosh, I only have five more minutes to get in the car. I'm going to be late. And then you're getting stressed and then you're not staying calm. They're not learning to co-regulate from you. They're amping up. You're amping up. They're amping up. And it's just like becomes this big chaotic ball of fire. So I think it's totally fine and appropriate to say, you know, okay, I'm going to distract them for right now. Or we're going to just do whatever we need to to move along. And later on, we will come back to this. And that's okay. So I hope that was helpful. If you have more questions about this, I would love for you to share any question you have. If you want me to go in depth with it on the podcast, I would love to share it with other people as well. Because chances are, if you have the question, other people do. You can shoot me a message over on Instagram or send me an email. Those links are in the show notes. And I would be happy to chat through that stuff with you. And if you are finding that you have a lot of questions or you're like, okay, I don't really know how to set a limit though, or like what limit would be appropriate or how to actually go about the process of listening, anything like more specific, you want some more one-on-one type of help. I do have a 30-day behavior um, blueprint option. And so what we do there is we just go through whatever you need help with at the moment. So whether that's your child's behaviors, whether that's learning to manage your own triggers, a combination, we go through, it's specifically focused on whatever you are needing, whether you know what you need, or I hear what you're struggling with, and then I can guide you. So it really is this step-by-step guidance of, okay, here's the situation. What do I do about it? I tell you what to do about it. You implement it. You provide feedback to me about how it went, and then I give you instruction on how to adjust it if needed. So it's really um, that like in the trenches, in the moment help if that's something that you are looking for. I will have um, the inquiry form in the show notes as well, and you can just fill that out. And then I will send you all the details of that program, and you can see if it's something that feels like a good fit for you. So... Um, Check out all those links in the show notes and I will chat with you next week. Real quick, before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and take me at Kaylee Josire and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on on this journey. 
This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.